Well, good morning, everybody. Pastor Steve here, and I'm really grateful that you've joined me for today's devotion, whether you're watching the video or listening to the podcast. We wrapped up the Gospel of Mark yesterday, and today we are reading in the book of Psalms, where we'll be for the next few days. We are in Psalm 87. This is a short psalm, just seven verses. And uh, the first first time you read this psalm, it could be a little bit confusing. The uh, opening verses you know, talk about the, the priority of the city of Jerusalem and how, lo- how much God loves the city and, and the psalmist, the author of Psalm 87, loves the city. But verses 4 and following can be very confusing, talking about foreign nations and Gentiles being born in the city. What, what is all of that uh, talking about? Well, here's, a, here's a, a simple explanation. This psalm is a poetic description of the day when Gentiles, i.e. foreign nations, Gentiles would be part of the family of God just as the Jewish people were God's family. And it would be as though they are born in the city of Jerusalem, therefore citizens of the people of God. So it's, it's talking about the day in the future when, when the author wrote this, when Gentiles would be incorporated into God's family. So the opening three verses, the, the, the greatness of Jerusalem, his foundation, God's foundation is in the holy mountains, which is another way they would refer uh, to Jerusalem and that and what it what it's saying with the foundations is that that the foundation for God's salvation history among humanity the the foundation for God's redemption of humanity Jew and Gentile is centered in the city of Jerusalem verse 2 The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all dwelling places of Jacob the city of Jerusalem preeminent within Judaism and and Israel or Judea, but the gates, it's also through what God did there that the entrance into the family of God exists. Verse 3, glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. So the centrality of Jerusalem. Now think about this. In the book of Genesis, you have Abraham paying tithes to the, the high priest of the most high God named Melchizedek who was also the king of Salem. Salem is an ancient name for Jerusalem. It was in what would become Jerusalem on the mountain where Abraham was willing to offer Isaac. And remember, an angel stopped him and provided a ram, but he was willing to offer Isaac, a future, uh, a, a, a prototype, if you will, of the future sacrifice of Jesus, the Father giving His Son Jesus, and and that mountain is the very place where, where centuries later, David would build the temple. Again, the centrality of Jerusalem. It was David, Israel's greatest king, who purchased the property where the mount, uh, where Abraham offered, was willing to offer Isaac. Uh, took place and where where he would make preparation for the temple to be built. David is the one who made Jerusalem the capital of the nation, and then his son Solomon built the temple on that uh, mountain. Jerusalem was the the final home of the tabernacle that had uh, been part of the Jewish faith, the Jewish religion, going all the way back to the Exodus and the days of Moses. And its final place was in Jerusalem prior to Solomon building 
the temple. It was Jerusalem where the people would bring their animals and grain and so on to offer sacrifices to God. And it was in Jerusalem where Jesus, our Savior, the Jewish Messiah, the Gentile Messiah, where Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead. It was in Jerusalem where the church was born. And it was from Jerusalem that the gospel was sent out, spread to the world, inviting men and women of all nations, Gentiles, as well as Jews, to be part of the family of God through the Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ. And and so in verses 4 and 7, when he says, I shall mention Rahab, uh, another way of referring to Egypt and Babylon, among those who know me, those who know God, uh, those foreign nations knowing God, the Gentiles knowing God. Behold, Philistia, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this one was born there. In other words, these pagans, these Gentiles, these foreign nations, as though they were born in Jerusalem. He said, but of Zion, it shall be said this one and that one, this one, that one, these and those, these other nations, these Gentiles were born in her, born in Jerusalem and the most high himself, God will establish her and the Lord will count when he registers the peoples. This one was born there. So all of these Gentiles from all of these other nations will come to know God It will be as though they are native-born citizens of Jerusalem, God's family, and God will register them when he takes a census of who is his people. They will be included. And in verse 7, we're all praising him. What's that talking about? It's that through God's redemptive history, God's redemptive work in the city of Jerusalem, culminating in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, making atonement for our sin on the cross and winning victory over hell and the grave through the resurrection and God establishing his church, his people, his called out ones so that we can then be sent out from Jerusalem into the whole world, calling everyone to be citizens of the family of God as though they were, in ancient times, native-born citizens of Jerusalem. It's a poetic, beautiful prophecy description of the universal kingdom of God, the universal church of God, that through the Messiah Jesus died and was and rose again in Jerusalem, through the Messiah Jesus, all peoples, Gentiles and Jews have entrance into the family of God, the citizen, the citizenship of God's kingdom. That it's what this psalm, in a very beautiful, poetic way, is prophesying and describing. You and I, Gentiles, but it's like we were born in Jerusalem because we were born again through the Messiah who died and rose again in Jerusalem, the culmination of God's redemptive history. That's Psalm 87. Be thankful, brothers and sisters. Be very thankful that you, through Jesus, have citizenship in the family of God. I'll see you tomorrow.